Day two of the Sport Accord IF Forum has come to a close in Lausanne. You're listening to the latest Around the Rings podcast. I'm Nicole Bennett. Key sports figures and representatives from international federations are gathering at this year's forum to discuss important current issues and share ideas about best management practices through a series of workshops, case studies, and discussion groups. This is the eighth and largest edition of the annual IF Forum, which ends Wednesday. Around the Rings editor Ed Hula and ATR publisher Sheila Hula are attending the 2014 IF Forum in Lausanne, and Ed joins us now. Ed, first I was going to ask, can you tell us a little more about where the forum is taking place? On the shore of beautiful Lake Geneva, and it's uh, really a gorgeous sight to see the lake. Uh, we're here in, in Uschi, Lausanne, Switzerland. It's uh, where the IOC is located and uh, dozens of international sports federations. The actual event is at the Beau Rivage Palace Hotel, which is this grand belle epoch hotel with ornate cornices and gilded gilded ceilings and chandeliers and it's quite quite luxurious uh very very quite quite a sign of prosperity here for sport accord to have it at the beau rivage but there have been a number of olympic meetings hosted through the years at the at the beau rivage and interestingly enough in 1999 it was the place where i first met mitt romney when he was chosen to be the uh, president of the Salt Lake City Olympics. He'd come to Lausanne for his first visit to try to convince the IOC that he was the white knight who was going to get rid of all the excess and uh, bad news about the Salt Lake City scandal, Olympic bid scandal, and he shows up in the lobby of the Beau Rivage Hotel, quite embarrassed by the opulence of it all to meet the press. But uh, it's uh, got a little bit of Olympic history to it, this, this hotel, this Beau Rivage. And I know a topic up for discussion today was the changing landscape of television. What does this mean for sports events? Right. The, the theme for this conference is innovation and technology. And the first, uh, first panel this morning talked about ostensibly innovative TV programming. But I think the point that the, the, the experts made on this panel is that the, uh, the increase in and lower cost of production, TV production, is opening up doors for smaller sports federations to get their sport known to a wider audience. The lower cost of cameras and technology, that sort of thing, along with the ease of access to bring this video over the Internet, not on a TV channel, but individually by, by a website makes it far more effective uh, for smaller, smaller sports federations to employ video these days. And, uh, you know, they don't see any turning back from that. Much more to come for the sports federations as they get more, more familiar and uh, more adept at using uh, video technology and using it on the Internet. Absolutely. Everything's much more accessible. Well, another topic you mentioned to me are the limits of innovation for technology and then equipment used for sport. How far can you go to advance equipment used for sport? Well, there are limits, according to Professor Jean Anders Manson, who is uh, a professor at a Lausanne University that uh, uh, studies sport. And, you know, he does bring up the fact that you can only make a competitive bicycle so light so fragile before it falls apart in competition endangering the safety of the riders 
Um, another issue is indeed the, uh, the, the limits of, of new materials. For example, what's put in skis to make them go faster. There's only so much the body can take from the stresses of some of these uh, new skis, he says. And as well, there's a, the spectator safety as well that has to be considered for some equipment that might go haywire, like, for example, in motorsport racing or in cycling or other events. So there's a, a delicate balance that has to be maintained. And obviously, only so far you can go with uh, making equipment technologically advanced. There's only so much the human body can take. I think that's the bottom line. Now, among the new top-level domains for the Internet Registry is .sport, and Sport Accord is the organization responsible for the domain, correct? That's right. You know, .sport is like .com, .biz, .org, and it's uh, really just come into play in the past couple of years with the uh, approval of the international bodies that that create these top-level domains. Sport Accord is very keen to exploit .sport among all the federations to make the most of it, to have everybody, whether it's basketball, baseball, rowing, dragon boat racing, bridge, all the sports, to have a dot .sport website. And they feel that's a real, will be a powerful tool to uniting and helping to finance sport in the future. Uh, coming up at the Sport Accord 2015 convention, uh, there will be more to be said about that. I think the objective is for Sport Accord to, to start approving the use of the dot .sport designation for sports by then. But uh, they're, they're real excited about the possibility of what dot .sport means. Um, I think it's still, still to be seen whether that will lead to a, a revolution in the way people connect with each other via the Internet as far as sport matters goes. And you just mentioned that next year's IF Forum is going to be hosted in Sochi. Sport Accord had a presentation today. What what can we expect, or, or how did it go? Well, well, we'll 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 see how it comes together. They certainly have the infrastructure still in place from the Sochi Olympics. No confirmation yet, but we believe the building that formerly housed the main press center of the Sochi Olympics in the Sochi Olympic Park will be the main venue for, for Sport Accord, and that will be the exhibition area. They'll use the hotels around the Sochi Olympic Park for the, for the guests. Uh, the, the, the objective is to have this be a, a, a world summit of sport and business, and in their, you know, their biggest dreams, they hope to have 7,000 or more people attend Sport Accord in the future. Maybe not in Sochi, but maybe in the future in the, the, the Sochi Sport Accord is the, the first step in that direction. It's got great support from the Russian government. It's going to need the Russian government's support to make it happen, uh, especially for issues such as customs importing materials that exhibitors use for their, for their stands during the convention, uh, visas, and that sort of thing. Uh, as well as you know, financial underwriting to make sure that there's you know to make sure everything gets paid there in in Sochi. But it's uh, the second time in a couple of years that the event is being held in Russia. Saint Petersburg was the site of the 2013 meeting. 
So what is on the schedule for tomorrow, the final day of the IF Forum? You know, the final day of the forum takes a look at how software can help empower international federation activities, sustainability, improving sustainability for the events held by members of Sport Accord, and, uh, and then technology and practice, how to take all these things that have been talked about for the past couple of days, like software, like .sport, like changes in the way TV is being delivered, how to bring those all together to uh, make it a powerful weapon, if you will, a powerful tool to use. Uh, technology can be a powerful tool to use by the International Sports Federations. It's been a, it's been a well-run meeting so far, uh, good attendance. We haven't seen anything like this before for the International, uh, for the IF Forum. So uh, kudos to uh, Sport Accord, to uh, Sport Accord President Marius Wieser for the vision he's had in getting this uh, event organized and in a more kind of expanded context than it's been in the past couple of years. So uh, that's, that's it from us. Mark Bisson, European editor for Around the Rings, will be covering the final day of the meeting here in Lausanne, Switzerland, on Wednesday. Okay, look forward to hearing more from him. That was ATR editor Ed Hula, who's in Lausanne this week, covering the 2014 IF Forum. Be sure to check in to Around the Rings online on Facebook and Twitter. Again, this is Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening.